Welcome to Pat's Cast, the unofficial John of Pat's podcast. We are a proud member of the Saskatchewan Podcast Network. I'm Chris. I am Matt Rowe, not the uh, regular Matt. <laughs> That's right. And this is our episode for March 25th, 2020. Yeah, so Chris uh, here, and I'm running the show today. Regular Matt is unavailable this week. He's kind of busy with this uh, with his job right now. So uh, I brought on Matt Rowe, and we're going to talk uh, kind of the news of of the day today. Well, actually, it started yesterday with uh, exceptional player status being granted to Connor Bedard. That was yeah. uh, that's quite the quite the story for the WHL. First one here. Yeah, and. Uh... I would say um, well deserved, just from here seeing what people have to say about him and seeing video of him and such. Um, seems seen a couple interviews now with him too, and he seems like he's um, pretty mature for his age and whatnot. So, um, although I guess we haven't seen, well, I don't know if we're going to see anything about the other two, Height and Jaeger, but um, so far he's the only one that's gotten it, which is a pretty big deal. Yeah, and yeah, like I said, there's a couple of interviews with him out there already. I retweeted them out, and uh, yeah, he had to write an essay, he said, and went through some interviews, and Hockey Canada talked to his teachers and stuff, so it's, it seems like quite the process uh, that the players who do apply for this go through. Yeah, I would think it's pretty extensive. I don't think they're just going to hand it out, right? As we saw like with what happened with Savoie last year, so um, he must have checked all the boxes i guess for hockey canada yeah and and that's uh is uh good news for the pats yeah well as we we saw the inner well i'm not sure if everyone's seen it yet but we we read the articles from the leader post and saw the interview with john paddock and uh pretty much a slam dunk he's gonna be coming here so we essentially drafted him without drafting him (laughs) yeah exactly so yeah it's you know, the consensus number one, and, you know, they always got him in the jersey beforehand, you know, like in the NHL or whatever other drafts there are. And it's so, yeah, it's, and it, obviously that he's committed to the WHL or else he maybe wouldn't have got that exceptional player status. Like, uh, again, like Savoy last year, he was hinting at NCAA. So mm-hmm. that could have been another reason. Yeah, well, and. I don't know if you read the Leader Post article, but um, sounds like Paddock's had conversations with his family already, and they're pretty uh, committed to going wherever. Um, so I don't think there'll be an issue with getting him here, which is a good thing. And uh, in that uh, video with Gino Retta, Gino Retta that you said you retweeted there, it sounded like he knew a little bit about the organization himself and uh, some of the history. So that's a, kind of a big deal for the Pats, I would say. Yeah, that's that's definite. Uh, that's uh, that's good. Good to see that he's already looked into the team and such like that. Uh, so just going back uh, into the exceptional player status kind of history, almost. Um, I I brought up a few names that uh, maybe people or didn't know that played as fifteen year olds. So the rule wasn't even in effect when Rico Fada. He was one of the first ones as a 15-year-old to play. So he played for his hometown, Sioux Greyhounds, as a 15-year-old. Um, the rule back then, I guess, was you had to play for your hometown team. 
And then, so he played one year with Sue, and then he entered the OHL draft as a as a 16 year old, like they drafted 16. Then London took him first overall, and then he played in London for a few years. And then the next player uh, was Jason Spezza. So he moved to Brampton, actually. The whole family moved so he could play for Brampton. Their expansion team that year in 1998. So then he played one year there, and then he was drafted the following year by Mississauga Ice Dogs first overall. Is that the one that Scott tweeted out earlier, maybe? Yeah, Spezza. He was talking about Spezza. Yeah. Yeah. So then the rule came into effect uh, for John Tavares in 2005. So he was the first one under the the current kind of incarnation of this rule. So Tavares was the first one in 2005. Aaron Eckblad was the next in 2011. Then it was Connor McDavid in 12. And then Sean Day. He maybe is the outlier in this group. Yeah, he's kind of the exception to the rule almost, I guess. He never really panned out yeah he didn't quite pan out as some of these other guys but he was a defenseman so you know his stats weren't gaudy but he didn't get a chance with world juniors or anything he didn't play no. for team canada stuff like that so go ahead he didn't even get drafted in the in the nhl till was it like third round or, or wasn't it yeah. he wasn't a first round pick that's for sure from what i've looked at yeah it was 81st overall so yeah you look at Tavares, he was drafted first. Ekblad was first. McDavid was first. So yeah, Sean Day, he hasn't even made it to the NHL. He's toiled his trade in the ECHL and AHL in the past two seasons. Yeah. Yeah, then there's Joe Valeno. He he was the first one in the queue in 2015. Mm -hmm. And then he was drafted in the first round, 30th overall by Detroit. Still a first rounder, I guess. Yeah, first rounder. Yeah, definitely. But uh, he maybe he didn't have the the stats in junior as some of those other guys. But his 18 year old season, his last season in the queue, was quite quite good with Drummondville. Mm. But uh, and then the latest one this past season was uh, Shane Wright. Everybody's heard of him now, and the guy puts up 39 goals. Like that's uh, that's pretty impressive. Well, and if the season would have continued, he would have been a. Uh close to the pace of I think it was breaking um was it Tavares record that he had for 15 year old scoring so um there was a big debate on if he's the best so far of the exceptional status players so we'll see how that goes next year I guess yeah definitely yeah Tavares had uh 45 goals in 65 games Wright had 39 and 58 so it would have been uh, pretty close to see. Yeah, exactly. So then uh, then I was talking to Kevin Shaw, the Pat's unofficial historian, and he gave me a few names of 15-year-olds that played for the Pats. So now some of these are like way back in the day before there was kind of any of these rules. Like in 1917, the goalie was 15, Walter Broadfoot. <laughs> like... He uh, he said there could have been more, but uh, he doesn't know the birth dates of many of these players. Yeah. So the latest one was Rick Herbert in 1982-83. But so that's kind of a little bit of history of the exceptional status in the uh, CHL. Exceptional status, but not exceptional status, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Inter- it's interesting facts, though. Like 
seeing guys actually played at that age and different eras like today you have to be a special player so uh, I don't even know who any of these guys were <laughs> they don't sound familiar to me but I guess that's one guy's 1917 but the guy in the 80s I don't know did what did his career end up like did you look at any stats for him or you know what I did not actually yeah. that's a failure on my part there um, that's all right it's kind of getting late here. Yeah, oh, for, for sure, yeah. But, uh, yeah. A little interesting history, I guess, eh? Yeah, I know, and he's the guy to go to. Oh, yeah, Kevin, Kevin is the guy, for yeah. sure. So, yeah, so winning the draft lottery today was, it was, pretty, it was pretty exciting for the Pats, I think, uh, with uh, them having the best chance, and then uh, with PG actually winning the actual lottery was uh was interesting you know they jump up uh to second so they're gonna get you know most likely one of those saskatchewan kids heiter jaeger i think well if those guys want to play there there's been talk about that too but um i guess we'll see what happens there i i don't honestly like prince george has had high picks the last like two or three drafts so they're building a little army out there i would say and and I'm pretty sure they signed most of those guys, so it'd be definitely in Heiter, Jaegers, or whoever else's best interest to go play out there, I think. Like, they're going to be playing with some elite talent, I would think. With some good yeah. talent anyways, because there's these younger guys that Prince George's drafted the last couple drafts are going to be coming up right away. So. Yeah, exactly. I think, what did they have? They had the second and third pick last year? Or how uh, wasn't it third and was it third and fourth? Didn't Brandon get Brandon? Was it? Oh no, Winnipeg had first and second and second. Okay. Yeah, and then I think Prince George had third and fourth, third and fourth. Brandon had fifth and sixth or something like that. Yeah, I think that's how it went. I just remember it was a crazy few teams had a few picks in a row. Yeah, and and I know Prince George signed both their guys as well as their second-round pick, Kyron Gronick, out of Regina. So they picked, signed their top three guys from last year. Yeah. So, yeah, and whoever they pick up this year, I think, you know, Prince George could be, you know, yes, like you said, building an army here. They've got some definite talent, you know. Yeah. That, so that's good for them. They've struggled over the last few years. They could uh, They could use a boost out there. For sure. So, uh, anything else you want to say about that, or? Um, I don't know. I think just get excited, Pats fans. You're getting an elite talent here. Um, you, Craig Button did his uh, little report on him there, and like he said, Bedard's hockey IQ uh, is extremely high. Just the things he does on the ice, the the way he sees the ice, uh, the way he avoids like contact and doesn't make bad plays compared to kids his age um i don't know like guys i think just it's going to be an exciting time and the other note was that a few people have made was um an elite level talent like that is going to be a good recruiting tool so um depending who else we get in the draft i know we i think we have two or three second round picks and there's talks of like maybe some of the guys that we've drafted in the last two drafts now two or three drafts um that maybe weren't going to come here now changing their mind if they see that an elite level talent like that's going to be playing here next year so 
we could be yeah. could be in for a much better team next year. Yeah, that's a great point. He he's a built-in recruiting tool. Exactly. That's a that's a good point. That uh, uh, for that, yeah, maybe some of these guys will be that were on the fence. You can tip them tip them to the team this this year. Mm-hmm. And we could we could use the help definitely, right? So. Yeah, and uh, how excited do you think Cole Dubinsky is? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's 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 my guy right there. But yeah, he's gonna have another skilled guy there. Maybe show him some more moves and yeah. help him out on the ice a little bit. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think we're all thinking maybe even a, a Gushin maybe would be nice, a nice compliment because he's clearly got some high-end talent. Yeah, definitely. And uh, I don't know if he's committed anywhere or anything, but uh, we'll see next year, I guess. Yeah, and the NHL draft could play a big part in that, depending who drafts him. could say, hey, Maybe we want you to go to Regina instead of wherever he's thinking of going instead. Yeah, totally. Uh, teams teams do will do that if um, a guy's kind of on the fence on where he wants to play and uh, if they think it's in his best interest. So could be a possibility. Yeah. So lost in kind of all that big news for the Pats, there was still one other thing that happened today. It was the U.S. draft, the inaugural U.S. draft. So that's, uh, I mean, picking these U.S. kids is always a, a shot in the dark. Yeah, kind of a crapshoot. Yeah, but it sounds like Red Deer, with having the first overall pick, they were able to nail down their guy, Grayson Sawichin, I believe is how you pronounce it, but uh, he's uh, a- appeared in pictures with Rebels jerseys and everything on it, so um, looks like he's sold. But I guess yeah, he... Is, Go ahead. I think I read he's an Edmonton kid playing down in the U.S. Is that is that right? Yeah, he's been in the States for two to three years, that's it. So, so yeah. it's not, Red Deer's not uh, unfamiliar to him. No. So, but uh, yeah. So then, for the Pats, they picked up uh, Mateo Michaels out of the Dallas Stars elite program. So it sounds like he's got some uh, pretty good skill there. Yeah, it's looking at uh, his numbers before we came on, and he had he was a point of game player. It looked like he had was it thirty goals and forty three assists in seventy one games or something like that. Yeah, 73 points total in 61 games it was, yeah. Oh, 61 was it? Oh, okay. Yeah, so he's over a point a game. That's pretty... He sounds like he's a pretty elite player. Yeah, and I tweeted out a few uh, kind of highlight clips from his Twitter. So it looks like uh, like he's got some dangles and and uh, he likes to drive the play, it seems. So uh, yeah, be, yeah. Uh... Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, that'll be nice to see again. Like we're saying, some some high end talent. Maybe, maybe he's interested in coming up here with uh, playing with some of these other guys. Yeah, and uh, I believe it was him that actually already tweeted about it. Um, I think it was his account. I just saw the pass retweet um, one of the guys saying that they're uh, pretty uh, excited to be drafted by the Pats and grateful for the opportunity and whatever. So. Um, if that's the case, it sounds like a good sign, I would say. 
Yeah, uh, I believe that was him. Yeah, he, uh, yeah, yeah. He said thanks to the pets for uh, for uh, an amazing opportunity. So, see yeah. what happens. It's too bad there's no uh, spring camp this year, unfortunately, and because uh, we we could be seeing these guys in in a short order. But uh, I guess we'll have to wait till main camp. This yeah, season. if you thought it was going to be a long summer with a coronavirus going on, it's going to be even longer now waiting for some of these guys to come up here and get a look at them, but it'll be all yeah. worth it uh, once we get there. I think so, and hopefully uh, it, it invigorates this fan base a bit. That'd be nice. I mean, the fan turnout hasn't been bad the last couple of years for what the team has been, but uh, yeah, this is, this is not going to hurt it at all. Yeah, no, I, I don't think so. I think uh, you might start seeing some more sold-out crowds here uh, next two years, which will be good. Even just to come see some of the young guys, even if we're not winning like 40, 50 games a season to start, right? It's just to see some of the young talent that's going to be hanging around here now for the next couple of years is going to be exciting. So I'd like to see exactly. the like to see the barn packed and everyone with their Pats gear on and cheering, cheering loud. Exactly. So then in the second round, the Pats picked Brogan Young. He's out of Coeur d'Alene um, playing in, I don't even know what league it is, but uh, tough to find some information on these uh, American leagues, but he's a tall defenseman. Uh, they like the size, they said, and uh, uh, the local scout really recommended him so paddock didn't see him but he did see mateo michaels at the the seattle tournament that u.s uh u.s prospects tournament or whatever yeah that first one so yeah, yeah. Maybe that's a good thing yeah well and i'm sure he's probably had conversations with uh, mateo there so that's probably one of the big things to to help pick him in this draft so um, but yeah, you're right about some of these American kids. Hard to find stats on them where where they're playing, and sometimes you can't even get up to the year stats on them. So yeah, but oh well, it is what trust, it is. Trust the scouts, I guess. Eh? Yeah, exactly. They've seen it. We're just looking at some numbers, right? So exactly. Yeah, yeah. But you know, this day and age, it's it's kind of weird to f- that you can't find some stats on you know kids that are playing high-level hockey yeah like i mean the canadian kids it's pretty easy to start finding stats on them at sometimes as young as 12 which is you might find strange but that's just uh the way it is i guess they start building them up at a really young age now yeah they do and i guess we're part of that as well right (laughs) that's true yeah that's true (laughs) so but uh, anyways, I guess before we wrap it up, uh, the WHL officially canceled the playoffs in the Memorial Cup since our last episode. So uh, I thought that we should touch on that. And it's it's disappointing. You know, obviously it had to happen, but to not watch any playoffs and no Memorial Cup, that's, uh, that's just too bad. Yeah, and you feel kind of bad for uh, the Rockets and their organizing committee out there. Um, I read a tweet saying that uh, their CHL is just going to go back to their normal rotation next year, so Cologne is not going to get another shot to host it, at least not next year. And um, I'm going to assume they're not going to 
let them just have it the next time it's the WHL's turn. So, um, especially if they can't promise they're going to field a good team, right? So who knows what's that's kind of up in the air, right? But to kind of feel bad for those guys, they they put a like they didn't. I don't think they went all in and broke the bank like the Pats and the Broncos and the Warriors did. There's a couple of years there, but they did give up some assets there to or some like future assets to uh, get some players now. So it's kind of and all the hard work that the committee put in and all their volunteers and stuff for to get it together for this year, and it just kind of went goodbye. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's unfortunate, and yeah, like I said, it doesn't look like it's it's just going to move on to the Ontario League next year, mm-hmm. and then back to WHL in uh, twenty three, I believe. So yeah, maybe they have the inside track for twenty three, but is the t- is what's the team going to be like? You know, so I mean, that was mm-hmm. lots of questions this year with the team: were they a quality Memorial Cup host or not? You know, it was it was definitely up for debate. Yeah, for sure, but uh, I guess we'll never know now. Yeah, exactly. They kind of got let off the hook, maybe, possibly. You never know. Yeah. So, anyways, I think that's uh, good enough for tonight. So, we should wrap it up here. Uh, thanks again for coming on, filling in for the other Matt. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. I always enjoy coming on. Yeah, you're uh, you're a veteran now. You've been on twice. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Great. All right. Thanks a lot, Matt. Have a good night, guys. See ya.